102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 in Steely Dan with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds this morning and then becoming increasingly cloudy this afternoon. A high of 72 uh, tonight, cloudy, and then tomorrow and Sunday, uh, quite a lot of rain uh, with a uh, high tomorrow of 58 or so, they say. Anyway, what a show today. Forget about the weather. Forget all about that. We got Open Line Friday today after 8 o'clock. We'll also be talking to a comedian, uh, Angela Reyes-Johnson. She's got a brand new YouTube special out. It's been seen by 2.5 million people already. We'll be talking to her after 7 o'clock, plus the keyword to cash coming up after 8. And your last chance to win tickets to the Australian Pink Floyd show for this weekend show in Worcester. That and more. Baxson Nagel of Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 554 in Nazareth with Baxson Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 72. Tomorrow, Sunday, and Monday, not so nice. Rain all weekend long. Yeah, uh, It's 48 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, it might surprise you that Heidi Klum doesn't hold her husband Tom Collitz to model standards. In fact, she prefers him with a little extra weight. She says, quote, He definitely looks the best naked. I actually love when he's a little bit pudgy, to be honest with you. I'm 50. I don't want him to be 33 and uber shredded, so... Well, this uh, is why I had to finally get that restraining order against Heidi Klum, because when she took a look at me, she was like, oh, I got to have a piece of that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, lady, I'm taken. Sorry. I, I need to find a Heidi Klum. You do. Yeah. You do. A retired model who just wants me to spend her money and, uh, you know, yeah. do things with her. I don't see why you couldn't uh, you couldn't find someone like that. Eh, once in a while, you got to take one for the team and go see, like, uh, a musical or, you know. Oh, yeah. Something I mean, like that's that. Listen, that's just the cost of doing business. She said, I don't want somebody who worries about their muscles and everything all day long. Heidi also says when she, she's at home, she's usually naked. Quote, if no, if, the, if no one is there, the sun's out, bum's out. I just don't like tan lines because I so wear so many different outfits. It's strategic. Yeah. Yes, I like your strategy, Heidi. Very much so. These are these are all important things to have noticed uh, before I filed that restraining order. See, I'd like to be the Amazon delivery guy to that house or the UPS guy. You know what I mean? I'd like to pretend yeah. to be a Jehovah Witness and knocking on that door. Right, and then just walk around the back of the house and go, Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize where the front door was. Oh, look, it's Heidi Klum naked out in her backyard. You had to go to the back of the house to find the front door? Yeah, well, hey, sometimes you got to sometimes you gotta go through a portal, you know? <laughs> uh, things between Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner have gotten real ugly real fast. Sophie is now suing Joe, claiming that he's unlawfully keeping their kids in New York City, even though they supposedly agreed she could take them to the U.K. for uh, the word abducted even came up. Probably. She says they decided as a family back in April of this year to raise the kids there because it's safer, uh, but they've been with Joe in the U.S. for several months because she was busy working. Sophie claims they made a plan when they were still together that she would finish up her commitments this month and take the kids to England, but now Joe's refusing to hand over their passports so she can do that. It's always fun watching somebody else go through this, uh, 
breakup oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. You never want to be the person in the middle of it yourself. No. I'm just sitting here eating my popcorn like that deer on a, on a Facebook meme. <laughs> Waiting for Heidi Klum to call you on the phone. <laughs> yes. Heidi, when are you calling? Sophie also uh, says that she was blindsided by the divorce. She claims they had an argument on August 15th and Joe filed on September 1st. She found out on the 5th through the media. Ooch. Joe's denying all of this, obviously. He says Sophie was aware uh, that he was going to file. He also claims that the Florida court where he filed has an order in place that restricts either of them from taking the kids anywhere else, and if he gave Sophie their passports, he'd be violating it. What's the uh, the phrase, there's nothing more frightening than a woman scorned who has uh, just hired an attorney? Hell hath no fury on a, as a woman scorned who hired an, an attorney. attorney. Right. Yeah. However, he says he's opening to, open to sharing custody. This is just, who gives a crap? about these two people. They're two people who are having a <coughs> custody dispute like probably well, mostly half of married couples who are getting divorced. I, I don't know that much about her, but you know, I'm a huge fan of the Joe Bros, as you know, and yeah. uh, anytime one of the brothers has issues, yeah, you know, my ears perk up. She is no longer a sucker for him, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Until the lawyer gets to it. And then he's a sucker for everybody. That's right. Uh, in case you didn't know, John Hamm and Ellie Kemper grew up in St. Louis and went to the same high school about 10 years apart. After John graduated... Wow, 10 years apart? What are the odds? Well, he returned to the high school to teach drama, and Ellie was a freshman in his class. She says he was the youngest teacher there, and he was, quote, not bad looking. Then she more accurately described him as, quote, a great looking and dreamy. She's not wrong. I can't believe these women are saying these nasty things about men. Yeah, no, it, it is upsetting when a woman has to treat a man like a piece of meat. What but, kind of, I mean, he is a good-looking dude. What kind of society are we living in? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's you know, you think uh, men like us are going to have to stick together, yeah. really fight for our rights. Ellie also, you know, you know it's, a, it's, a, it's a rough road, but we can do it. Amen, brother. Yeah, we got to clap uh, fists together later on. Uh, Ellie also said at the start of her career, he supported her at one of her in-person shows in Los Angeles. He was already famous from Mad Men at that point, so that meant a lot to her. You think he might have been trying to, you know? I don't know. She's uh, he's uh, he's uh, was that was that that was the fake thing. He's not really that well endowed, right? He was just well endowed on the show, on Mad Men, or is he really like that in real life? I, uh, Steve, I really don't know. Well, we're gonna have to find out. I would like to know. Are you going to send him a postcard? So are you going to sign up for his uh, social media? Yeah, probably. Get all the updates. Hey, John. Yeah. How about a D-pic? Yeah, you know, hey, for John. the team. Yeah. And then he sends you a picture of uh, some actor he hates in Hollywood. There's my D-pic. He's a real D. Uh, <laughs> yeah, here's Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, right. Here's Jimmy Fallon. There's my D-pic. Uh, so are Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey smashing? Mm. I sure hope so. That still hasn't been confirmed, but Travis addressed the rumors yesterday on the Pat McAfee show, whoever that is. Who's Pat McAfee? Pat McAfee is a guy who, uh, well, he's just been hired by ESPN. He was a he's a sports guy. Oh, this is the guy that was interviewing Larry David uh, last week. Um, he Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is on his yeah. show quite a bit. All right. Well, Doesn't wear sleeves. Well, it's sports, so I'm very interested in it. I'm sure I'll get to it. Oh, yeah. He didn't say uh, whether he and Taylor have actually met, but he did say he told her this, quote, I've seen you rock the stage at Arrowhead. You might have come back. You might have to come see me uh, rock the stage at Arrowhead and see which one's a little more lit. 
Ooh. Ooh, there you go. In other words, he said he threw the ball in her court, and he'll see, we'll see what happens in the future. Oh, he's playing the game of the chase. Good job, Travis. That's the only way to That's the only way to entice her. Well, she likes be she likes being chased and then she likes being the dumpy. Right. Or the dumper. She likes being the dumper. Something's getting dumped. Yes. And if anybody's good at dumping things, it's Taylor Swift. Yes. Uh Kim Kardashian's first line in American horror story is not safe for work. I can't even repeat it here. Really? Yeah. Well, she must have had something to say. She said, Oh my god, the last time I did anything not safe for work was when Ray J busted through my parents' tev- television council orifice and shoved it to the FCC. The flappy coochie compartment. <laughs> or floppy. Either way. Which one are you want to say it? Flappy, floppy. Yeah. It's all about the same. Caitlin? Oh, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once cooked up some scrambled eggs between the legs. <laughs> she laid out some hay for the swamp donkey. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I gave her a Simba smear with a Huna Matata hollandaise. Oh, there you go. Very good. Oh, oh. <laughs> I ain't no. They held her. I held her up in front of everybody. <laughs> And they all clapped. <laughs> it was like this long, long standing ovation. <laughs> there she is. He finished her off. It was beautiful. <sighs> and that's your Hollywood treasure mark on the door. Hi, I'm Warren, owner of McKinstry's Market. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, the Patriots will be in East Rutherford, New Jersey on Sunday to face their longtime divisional rival, the New York Jets. A few weeks ago, this seemed like a quality matchup between the up-and-coming Patriots squad, coached by arguably the greatest NFL coach in history, against the certifiable Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Less than two minutes later, Zach Wilson begins his journey towards throwing 23 times more completed passes to Jets receivers than Aaron Rodgers ever did. And so, Patriots fans can feel comforted knowing that the team, who are looking for their first win of the season, will be facing a team they've beaten 14 times in a row. However, I would be remiss if I failed to point out that like so many other team calamities and frustrations, the New York Jets will be potentially hosting Sunday's game in the middle of a tropical storm that can produce three to five inches of rain, blow substantial winds up to 35 miles an hour, and don't get me started on all that localized flooding. Probably the best news the Jets have received all week. Forecasters are calling for the storm to smack into the Northeast this weekend, which could not only affect the Patriots game with the Jets, it could also affect the game with Buffalo and Washington and the one with the Ravens and Colts, too. Of course, I don't really care about either of those boring little matchups. I'm more concerned about all those Jets fans sitting in the pouring, driving, soaking rain, watching their crummy team get manhandled by the Patriots for the 15th straight time. So what happens if the weather gets really bad? Listen, it's the NFL. They'll play games in nearly any kind of conditions. A few 45-mile-an-hour gusts of winds never hurt anybody. I'm just glad I'm not one of the poor saps that spent a few hundred bucks on StubHub to watch it all happen. I'm also happy that it won't be one of those dopes that's going to have to walk through a tropical storm just to find my car in a rain-soaked parking lot. You know, the one that charged me $40 to park almost a half mile away. I'm sure that's going to be a whole lot of fun, especially if they lose for the 15th straight time. 
But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Going to the Big E? First, go to Rocky's, the official hardware store of the Big E. You buy your Big E tickets, and when you get to the Big E, you ride the giant slide. The Rocky's Ace Hardware giant slide. Good fun people, rock solid slide, and Rocky's giant slide of the Big E. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 616. What the hell are we doing so late? And uh, Van Halen, Rock 102. Well, we had uh, all that just dirty things that Kim Kardashian said, and uh, we had to make sure we got that in there. Yeah, right. Caitlin went a little long this morning. That's all right. It was totally, totally worth it. Uh, man, what a show today. Open line Friday, coming up yeah. after 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, comedian Angela Johnson-Reyes, uh, she'll be joining us uh, after 7 o'clock. She's got a, uh, a, YouTube, a YouTube special, her sixth one. It's uh, called Say I Won't, Two and a Half Million People have already viewed it. It's actually a very good uh, special. Also, the keyword to cash coming up after eight o'clock too. Uh, you know what? One of one, one, one of my TikTok videos that I've uh, been uh, that I've made will probably reach that many views, and I'll be famous someday too. Two and a half million. Yeah. Which one? Uh, the one uh, where I ate the tater tot off the ground. Yeah. Now, see, I think that actually might hurt your uh, your TikTok influence. I've had a lot of people tell me they appreciated me eating that tater tot off the ground. Name 5. Uh I can only name 2, but um and one of them works at the Big E. Yeah, he was yeah, probably yeah. responsible for picking up tater tots yeah. on the ground. Well, it was the guy that comes around uh, the guy that comes around and picks up the horse dung says I didn't have to pick up that tater tot. You know, under normal circumstances, Steve. Um, you know, I'm I'm very much uh, in favor and a believer of the of the three second rule. Yeah. Okay. If you drop some on the floor, you wipe it off, or you know, blow the the dirt off of it, it's probably okay. It's not going to kill you. But it's the biggie. Okay. So there's a there's foot traffic. People are dropping uh you know, food all over the place. They're horking up lugers. There's there's uh there's livestock that tramples all over that stuff. They were leaving themselves in the blacktop all day long. I think the three-second rule gets negated simply because of the surface involved, and and, I, and I'm wondering, have you felt any sort of no. intestinal distress or no? I anything? didn't actually eat it. I didn't. You put it in your mouth, dude. That's like, uh, eh, so you, you know, there are some things you may do where right, you may uh, put something in your mouth, and it's still called right. the same thing. I know you want to take me to task on this, but think about all the places you've ever eaten in your entire life. Okay. Remember that one place where you, I, and I'm, I'm not specifically saying I know a place that you've been to, but you've probably been to an unkempt place where God knows what was going on in that kitchen. Sure. And you still ate it against your better judgment. Yes. Yeah. It's the same thing. No, because I didn't eat it off the, I didn't knowingly eat it off the floor. How do you know the chef Okay, how do you know the chef went to the bathroom, did uh, whatever his business was, and then he comes back out, doesn't wash his hands, he just shoves it right into your potato salad, and then he rubs it onto your sandwich, and he gives it to you, and you right. ate it, and you're like, oh, this place is good. Uh, everything th- looks clean in here. Two things. One, what? I almost never order the potato salad at a restaurant. Secondly, there's a sign in the bathroom that says employees must wash hands before returning to work. Yeah. That's a gross violation of company policy. If he's, you know, in the bathroom and he's elbows deep doing whatever the hell he's doing there, and then he goes back to the kitchen to start uh, to you know make up my lunch. Yeah, yeah, that's a that, that's a fireable offense. Um, I've worked in kitchens yeah. a lot when I was younger. Mm-hmm. 
There's some pretty nasty stuff in there that uh, the general public probably would not be eating at a lot of places if they knew what was going on. I worked for a for a a, a, a chain restaurant, Bickford's. Do you remember that place? Uh, I certainly do remember Bickford's. That place was absolutely, utterly disgusting in the kitchen. It disgusting. Wasn't, it wasn't that good in the dining room either. Well, no, but I mean, you know, you 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 tend to trust places because you're like, oh, well, it's a chain. It's like you know, uh, it's familiarity. How do you say that word? Familiarity. Familiarity. Uh, you know, oh, it's a it's a Bickford's. The last day I worked there was the day that the manager. Uh, it was a busy Sunday morning. Of course, everybody's coming after church, getting their pancakes, right? Mm-hmm. And this guy. Uh, one of the prep cooks opens up the bag of pancake mix, and there is worms, like those those, those meal worms. Those meal worms. Yeah. But there's a lot of them, a lot of them in there. So then the prep cook was like, we can't use this. And the manager goes, well, we don't have anything else. Get the sifter and get rid of them. <laughs> so he sifted out all the meal worms, and there was about a handful of meal worms in the bottom of this sifter, one of those... Well, it looks like a coffee can, and you and you sift it out. Yeah, with I remember the, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Uh, that's exactly. And then uh, all that was left was the remnants of the mealworms that were in that batter. And then they continued to serve the rest of that meal. Mm. I bet you they didn't get them all. I bet you there was somebody who ate one of the mealworms. You do understand there's a reason, a very good reason, why there are only two remaining Bickford locations in the state of Massachusetts. I didn't even know. I thought they went completely out of business. I thought so, too. But as of uh, September of this of this year, the yeah. company operates two locations in Massachusetts. Well, I hope they've uh, upped their game on the pancake batter. Uh, yeah, I don't think they have. It's a, it is a horrible, horrible place that I used to go to quite a lot as uh, yeah. as a youth. But I always felt that uh, the reason not to go is is not because of what happens in the kitchen, but really what happens when the plates are served on the tables. That's that was enough to keep me from going to Bickford's. But again, I didn't know there were going to be mealworms in my pancakes. Yeah, that's disgusting. It's, it's that's horrible. And you know what? You wouldn't even know. So now that you've seen me pick up a tater tot off the ground at the biggie, put it in my mouth. Yeah, you're like that's disgusting. You know how many disgusting things you've eaten? You didn't even know about it. I, I'm sure that's true. Yeah. And, and you know, and 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 if if that's the case, then oh well. But there's a difference, I think, between unknowingly putting something in your mouth that yeah. you're not aware has been tainted in some way, yeah, and knowingly putting something in your mouth that could very easily have been uh, tainted by the the filth on the ground. Yeah, I uh, I also worked at this uh, five star restaurant up in Skinny Atlas, New York. Uh-huh. It's called the Sherwood Inn. It already sounds pretty good. The, the the black prep cook in the back called it the Sherhood Inn and said, "Welcome to the Sherhood Inn." Every time you walked in the door, right? <laughs> <laughs> but there, the first week I was there, the the head chef goes, "There is something that smells in here. We need to find out what it is." Now this is beautiful restaurant big old inn mm-hmm. on the lake with all these rich people buying filet mignons and all that other good stuff and uh they found the smell it was underneath the uh the dish rack yeah when, when you're looking at the at the dish system it was the big dish sink then the dishwasher right and then the drying section so under the dish sink where you'd rinse off all the dishes before you threw them in the dishwasher, 
all that stuff underneath the basket had collected, and nobody had cleaned it out for over a month. So Ew. because that's why they were hiring new people because they had some bad people working. I was sixteen years old. Dishwashers, you know, can't find good help even back in the nineties. Right. They lifted up this dish rack out of the sink. There was maggots everywhere underneath <sighs> because it was all the food that had fallen off the uh, the thing. And yet, that's flying around a kitchen at a five-star restaurant, yeah. Oh, and yeah. yet food is still going in and out of there. I bet you if they had a health inspector there, they would have been shut down. Sure. And I'm sure there were people in the dining room saying to the uh, the wait staff, ooh, my compliments to the chef. Oh, this I is, taste a hint of maggot. Yeah, this scrod is delicious. <laughs> so... You don't know what you're eating. That's my point. No, I understand, but when you know it's been on the f- ground of the Big E, you have to you have to second guess yourself. Yeah, you and your what? choices yeah, in life. I, uh, I, I, you've been to some questionable places and done some questionable things as well, my friend. Don't Bax and Nagel yeah, on Rock uh, 102. <laughs> it's 6:27 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, the Liam guy can give you the uh, forecast there. Oh, Liam is the guy today. It's Liam today. Dan All Brown right. must be out. Okay, good to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Open Line Friday coming up after 8 o'clock today, and also the keyword to cash, your chance to win $1,000 from Rock 102. That sounds pretty sweet. It does. <clears throat> do you want to laugh? I do. All right, let's laugh. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. A woman goes to the uh, doctor, and yes. she says, uh, Doctor, I want to have a baby, but my husband is adamant that he doesn't want any children. What can I do? So the doctor tells her, unethically, uh, the next time she goes to have sex with her husband, take a sewing needle and poke holes in the tip of the condom. A doctor told <laughs> okay, her to do this. Okay, that is yeah. unethical. Yeah. The next day, the woman goes back to the doctor and says, Doctor, it didn't work after I poked holes in the condom. My husband didn't even want to have sex anymore, but I'm sure he didn't see me do it. And she goes, uh, I saw him earlier. Uh, next time you do it, uh, do it before you put the condom on. She was doing it while he was there. I can see that one from a mile away. It's like a thimble. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your word. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Do you want your mind blown? Sure. Remember all the times we say that 22 News never has an update on anything that they've reported on previously? Yeah. Get a load of this. A follow-up to an arrest 22 News first reported on Wednesday afternoon of a police investigation on Center Street in Ludlow. Hold on a second. Yeah. Are you telling me that what's going on right now in local journalism Mm -hmm. is someone has done something known as a follow-up story? Oh, yeah. yeah. We better write this down in a calendar because I don't think we've seen this in years. No, this is is unprecedented. Wow. Uh, Do tell. Anyway, according to the Springfield Police, 28-year-old Ethan Fitzgerald was arrested after a search warrant was executed inside an apartment on the 0100 block of Center Street in Ludlow. Detective sees two illegal firearms, including a ghost gun, half a kilogram of cocaine, approximately 564 grams of marijuana, 20 pills of Xanax, five bags of heroin, 
and more than $60,000 all to be won here on the Ludlow Police SWAT Team Show. Estimated retail price of defending yourself in court? $550,000. Wow, probably uh, not that I'll much. Take 30 days in jail and time served? Yeah. The uh, FIU from Springfield had been uh, conducting an investigation into Fitzgerald for the past several months in connection with illegal firearms. At around 2.15 on Wednesday, members of the Springfield Police Emergency Services Unit entered the apartment, detained a woman, and saw Fitzgerald running out of the home. Fitzgerald was arrested after he was found hiding in a closet in another apartment in the building that he allegedly broke into. The woman was released. Can you imagine, like, dating this guy? No. And you're, you're sitting there, and you're like, oh, this is such a nice day with my boyfriend. Uh, sitting here, and then, bam, get on the ground! You know, like the whole like, SWAT team comes in, right? Oh, I know. I mean, what a what a mood killer that is. Mm-hmm. That's like the, like, you're getting all romantic on the couch, and all of a sudden there's a battering ram yeah. going through your front door. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That, would, that, would just, that could destroy a relationship. Yet, uh, when you see Nick Kochi show up with a, one of those big vests on and, like, you know, ready to uh, crack some heads... That's when you know your day is pretty much over. See, I I, I see it a little bit differently. Um, you remember the uh, the scene in in, in Young uh, Frankenstein uh, where they where they take the guy, they lift him up, and they use his fist as the battering ram to yeah, the front yeah, door yeah, of the yeah, castle. Yeah, yeah, right. I can see all those, uh, you know, all of those guys from the sheriff's department lifting up Sheriff Kochi and then using his fist as a battering ram to push through the door. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I I can totally see it. Open up, knucklehead. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Fitzgerald. We've got the whole place surrounded. Yeah, I, we're mixing different cops. I know, scenes. I know, we are. But still, it's either the Bugs Bunny. Uh, or, or, <laughs> what was, they were like two Irish. It was an Irish cop. Okay, Muldoon. We've got the place surrounded. Yeah, but it was like uh, Briggsy, and it was something. It was the anyway, and Bugs kept shoving them into the stove. <laughs> Now, if Sheriff Kochi were here, would I turn this gas on and then light a match and then throw it inside of there? Now, isn't it the same one where he says, uh, yeah. shut up, shutting up? Yeah, shit, nip. Classic. I I told you, they're all, all of those old Looney Tunes are on HBO. Oh, my God. I guess so. Like, even the ones, like the first season when Bugs Bunny wasn't even part of them. Even the offensive ones, the ones yes. that are culturally uh, inappropriate? Yeah. Hey, no it's kidding. part of history. Uh, whether or not you agree with, uh, you know, the ideology that was promoted in those cartoons, it was still part of history. Nevertheless, they are comedy classics, as offensive as they may be. Anyway, this guy was out on $15,000 bail already in connection with a shooting and was previously convicted in 2018 for carrying a firearm without a license. Well, he's a, he's an entrepreneur. <laughs> he's a go-getter. you got to fight your way through the mean streets. Uh, East Longmeadow High School students and staff waited briefly outside after smoke caused by a utility ventilator was cleared Thursday morning. East Longmeadow Superintendent Gordon Smith said a belt seized on a utility ventilator in the art classroom, causing it to smoke. At around 6.35 a.m., a teacher in the building alerted the custodian who was able to shut it down. Due to the smoke, the fire alarm was triggered. The uh, building was evacuated while members of the East Longmeadow Fire Department deemed it safe. The school delayed students and staff from entering, and the drop-off for buses was moved to the loop near the tennis court until an all-clear was given. You know what? <sighs> Man, you guys, kids shoved on those school buses like sardines. You're going to make them wait an extra 15 minutes? No, I get it. But you know what? When I, when I hear a story like this and I hear that the custodial staff were the big heroes of the day, yeah. you know, it makes me feel like 
you know, when the custodial staff gets together for their meeting, it must feel very much like the uh, the Justice League of America, you know, where Superman and Batman and Aquaman and Wonder Woman are all together figuring out ways they can rebuff a floor or, uh, you know, you, you clean puke off a, uh, off a desk. You know, that, those are the kinds of things. When I hear the, about the heroism in today's custodial industry, this is a wonderful story. Listen, man, those uh, those custodians work their asses off. Oh, I know they do. And I, I don't think they get as much. I think what they should do as a group of custodians is hand out awards like in the military. Yes. Like, oh, here, uh, Bob over here lost a finger. We're giving him the purple vomit bucket award. You know, like he's, he got <laughs> injured. Yeah, but you know how it goes. I yeah. mean, you know, we're all human beings. You know, Bob wins oh, the no. Bob wins the 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 the, the golden puke yeah. bucket, and then all of a sudden, all these other custodians are like, man, the fix no. is in on this thing. It, it's the pink puke book. It's the pink puke heart. That's what you get. You get a pink puke heart for getting injured as a custodian. You know, <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, yeah, because that's the dust that they throw down on the puke when they clean it up. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you know this guy. The custodian saved the day over at East Longman High School. What a hero. Superintendent Smith uh, thanked the custodian for acting quickly and the students and staff for making the incident smooth and flexible. He said the building is 63 years old and problems like this can occur. Fans were used to clear the smoke and an electrical smell lingered. A proposed new high school is uh, projected to have construction begin in the summer of 2024 and be completed by the fall of 2026. Public forum uh, was uh, held this week. Uh, in the cafeteria of the high school, but I don't know the results of that. Hmm. Uh, a townwide debt exclusion vote will be held on November 7th for that project. It's almost like sometimes they do that on purpose just to show you how dilapidated the building is. Well, I've been in that building, and uh, I've seen it up close. Uh, it ain't pretty. It ain't, a, it ain't a pretty facility. No. I mean, there's education going on in there. I mean, make no, make no mistake, but it's... It's not a great. Uh, it's not a great joint. I say that, but my high school that I went to, yeah. which was out of date in the 1980s, still stands today. Still being operated. Still being used. Well, my mine still is from upstate New York. Yeah. Thing is, I think they've added things onto it over the years. But you know what, my high school, part. my high school had this shows you how uh, really in, in rough shape this building was. So, uh, 1981 from the ceilings. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they didn't have those uh, those acoustic tiles that uh, that that hide everything from like uh, you know from from a certain level and, and up. So well, what happened from the ceiling is be these little drips of dried tar that would come from the ceilings, and they were all hard and crystallized by by that point. But you could see all the drips, some as long as seven or eight inches uh, mm. long, plus all the you know the mold and uh, mildewy staining of the uh, of the ceiling and other parts of the high school. It yeah. was disgusting. Oh, I can it imagine. It was absolutely gross. And they're still using it today. I remember when they redid the auditorium in my middle school, and that building was from, like, the 1930s. Yeah. They redid, and, and they I remember they closed off the auditorium because they had asbestos removal, and you had all these guys walking around in those full suits with the respirator mask and everything. Right. And I'm like, okay, but asbestos is fine particles, so... When you're removing that stuff, shouldn't we all be protected by that? Uh, in theory, sure, absolutely. 
just seems kind of kind of odd. Mm. You wouldn't do that, you know. Yeah, my high school has been uh, was founded in 1961, and it's still there. Oh. 62 years ago. Yeah, my, gross. Uh, well, my Minichog, thats new. That's where I graduated from. Right, but that was the old Minichog. You—you—you've never been—you've never uh, stepped foot into uh, the new Minichog, have you? Uh, I've, I, I recently did. Yeah. I recently did back in the spring when we had the Rick's uh, run for Rick's place. Right. They had the, uh, you could go and use the bathrooms in there. What a nice little place that was. It was much more uh, bougie than it was when I went to school there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But everybody complains about it somehow. You get this nice new stuff and everybody complains about yeah, it. Yeah, especially if you have to pay for it. <clears throat> a pair of missing Florida siblings were caught driving their mother's car Stolen car over 200 miles away from home yesterday. According to a Facebook post from the Alucha County Sheriff's Office, deputies pulled over the sedan on I-75 in the city of Alucha, which is near Gainesville, at about 3.50 in the morning. Deputies conducted the high-risk traffic stop because the car was reported stolen. Much to their surprise, deputies observed a 10-year-old male driver exit along with his 11-year-old sister. The siblings, you you laugh, but that's a very dangerous thing for kids to do. Is it? At ten, I don't think I would have been a very good driver. Ah, at ten, I'm not good at that driver at fifty-seven. No, I'm not a good driver at forty-four. But uh... <laughs> the siblings were reported missing from the, to the Northport Police Department. Deputies learned their mother declined to press charges and drove three hours to Alucha County to pick up the kids. Damn. You stole my car, and then you drove three hours away? It almost makes you wonder what's going on in that house that somebody would want to get that far away. Like, what was, you know, you kind of, it's easy to say, wow, this kid's a little uh, little troublemaker. But for two kids to want to escape their yeah. house and drive that far away, I think it sounds like there's something else going on at the house that... Uh, Possibly, or you know, maybe the kid just wanted to go someplace, and you know, mom and dad didn't have time to drive them there, and they didn't know the directions, and they don't know how to use the GPS, so they just floored it and took off. Can we go to Dave and Buster's, bro? That's like three hours away down in Alucha. Come on, mom. No, we're not going. You, you never take us to Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Then midnight comes around, and you're like, Psst, come on. Get the car and we'll go. Yeah, and then they finally get to Dave and Buster's, and now they wish they could get back home. Yeah, because they have no money, and everything costs money. Yeah, and everything costs money. Going to the bathroom costs money at Dave and Buster's because you want to walk by ten slot machines. I'm sorry, <laughs> games before you get to <laughs> your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today: sunny with a high of 72. Tomorrow, rainy. Sunday, rainy. Monday, rainy. Yay! 50 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. To Springfield's Classic Rock, it's 6.53, and the Rolling Stones are back to Nagel at Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 72 and then rain the rest of the weekend. 58 for a high tomorrow, no, 65 for a high on Sunday, mm-hmm. and 68 for a high on Monday. Man, I can't wait to go watch those baseball games over the weekend. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> you're going to really enjoy them. Uh, join Pat uh, Kelly and the road crew on Sunday from noon till two as they uh, watch uh, New England take on New York. The first fifty people at Hooters uh, there uh, on uh, on Sunday uh, will win a limited edition West Springfield's Classic Rock T-shirt. 
Sweet. Very, very cool. We gave those out, uh, you know, T-shirts like that at Ludlow at Festa. And in Greenfield, we gave them away, too. I mean, they went immediately, and they were wicked, wicked cool. So while you're there, enjoy a Miller Lite or a Coors Light for $3.99 or a Sam Adams Lager or Oktoberfest for $4.99. Then grab yourself one of those uh, those cool T-shirts, a limited edition. The first 50 people uh, win, those, uh, win those shirts. It's Sunday with Pat at Hooters. 1290 Riverdale Street in West Springfield from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It was. Uh, I remember talking to Gigi, uh, making those shirts. Yeah. And uh, he was excited to be making like the localized stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's uh, it's awesome. Well, I mean, you know, why not? All these people in these different towns listen to us. You might as well uh, personalize it to mm-hmm. them. Gigi does good work. I have to tell you, he he turns a fast turnaround with that guy. What are we doing the East Hamptons classic rock shirts? Yeah, <laughs> what are we ever gonna do in, a I don't know. in East Hampton? I can't wait to go there though. Uh, I was gonna say something here. Oh yeah, uh, I'm I'm reading. Every time I open up Mass Live, it's almost like uh, they might be struggling for revenue because it's always some winner from the Massachusetts lottery. <laughs> hey, look at it, and and this guy, the latest guy that they have. He won a prize back on July 19th, yet today is the story. And the check, the big check he's got in his hand is dated July 19th. So it's like, okay. Well, doesn't he have like 90 days to cash that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he does, yeah. 120 days. <laughs> is that what, yeah, I don't yeah. even know what the, what the law is anymore. Uh, but it says, you know, they, you see these all over the place. Mass State Lottery winner. Man wants to use $1 million for solar panels on home. And, uh, you know, whatever, good, good for the guy. He won the money. Yeah. But but I also saw one last week where this kid won. He was probably in his 20s, maybe 30s. He won a million dollars. 22 News had it up on their on their Facebook page, and it says, uh, man says he's going to buy fast passes at Disney World. Uh, you know, because they ask you, what are you going to do with the money? And the guy goes, I'm going to buy all the fast passes at Disney World. Yeah. For a million dollars. And my comment, which got the most likes, by the way, said, how come nobody buys good stuff like whiskey and slip and slides? Like, <laughs> you know, this guy wants solar panels for his home. I, I get it. I get, like, okay, that's fine. It's economical. You want to you know, want to put solar panels on home. What, you, what are you really going to you know, buy? What are you going to do with the other $995,000? Yeah, if you want to you wanna, uh, grab somebody's attention, and I'll always go back to that office space line of what would you do with a million dollars? Two chicks at the same time. (laughs) That that kind of thing. But it's like, you know, there's nothing interesting about these stories when they put them up. It's like, find the guy who says, I'm going to the strip club and I'm doing rails of coke right off the bar Yeah, with the the strippers. I'm pretty sure Mass Live won't report that any more than they'll report someone saying, it's none of your damn business what I'm doing with my million dollars. True. yeah, well, but, but that's the story. They want to know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. And it's all part of the uh, living in the state of winning or whatever the hell we call oh it here. God. I don't know. Just, but uh, yeah. It's a state full of winners. You people need to come up with some better items to get. It's uh, 657 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember the Boston Red Sox? They used to be a professional baseball team that provided generations of thrilling Major League Baseball action on Lansdowne Street in Boston. Boy, I remember the days when the best thing you could hope for was a pair of tickets to one of their games. Today, if somebody offered me a pair of tickets to Fenway, I'd start asking questions like, what else you got? Or, 
What's your exchange policy? You see, folks, the Red Sox have reached what is referred to as mathematical elimination. That means that no matter what happens between today and October 1st, when their regular season mercifully ends, there are no longer any scenarios in which a playoff berth is possible. Tonight, for example, the Red Sox begin their final homestand. They'll have to endure a three-game series with the mathematically eliminated Chicago White Sox, and then on Tuesday, they'll wrap up their home schedule with two quick games against Tampa, who will be enjoying the postseason. You see, the Red Sox are currently in sole possession of dead last in their division, exactly 20 full games out of first place. How did that happen? Perhaps that it might have something to do with the fact that during their last 25 games, they've only won seven times, and two out of their last 10 games. Now, I'm no math whiz, but I believe that in the statistical world, that is referred to as complete trash. Now, here's the thing. Once this weekend's homestand is over, the Red Sox will close out their disappointing season with a four-game road trip against the first-place Baltimore Orioles. So you see, there's a possibility that things could get even worse. Now, obviously, the Red Sox have got a lot of work to do in the next several months, and I would hope they would take much of that free time uh, trying to figure out exciting new ways of how not to suck. Because right now, the suckage quotient in Boston is quite deafening. So deafening, in fact, that I'm almost incapable of listening to it anymore. And the only way to stop it is to bring the entire season into hospice care and let it die peacefully. Because sadly, there is no longer any hope. But hey, NFMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You got an old deck? It's solid, sturdy, but it looks like garbage. Go to Rocky's for the Cabot Deck Correct. It locks down splitters, fills cracks, and goes on easily with just a standard roller. Simple. Put it on a good face and a bad deck with a Cabot Deck Correct. You'll find it right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven. And Journey with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 72. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 58. It is 50 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Next hour, we're going to have Open Line Friday. and We'll also tell you the keyword to cash, but that's a a full hour from now. You know, if if, uh, let's just say the whole weekend is a washout, and uh, you're going to be staying in, you're not going to go to the Big E because it's 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 pouring out. Um, there's a, here's an idea. You can, uh, watch the Angela Johnson Reyes, uh, comedy special on YouTube called, uh, say I won't. It's already got two and a half million views on, on YouTube. Yeah. Very, very popular. It's been out for a couple months and on the phone with us uh, to talk about it is, uh, Angela Johnson Reyes. Good morning, Angela. How are you? Good. Well, congratulations, congratulations <laughs> on your, on your new addition to your family. Thank you so much. Yeah, last time we talked to you, uh, you seemed maybe a little off. I think you were just about to, ready to have a baby. Oh yes, so I was probably out of breath in yeah. our four minute interview. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then your your publicist was like, "Oh, come on, you got to go do these radio tours. I know you're going to be in labor soon, but come on. I know you'll be going to the bathroom every right. three minutes, but you just uh, just one more call." Right, exactly. You gotta go to the bathroom. Just put it on mute. Yeah, yeah. Talk to talk to these two idiots out in Springfield, Massachusetts, for us, will you? That's hilarious. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Like, girls, we would we would mute to go to the bathroom all on the phone. My husband does not do that. He is on work calls. He is talking to customer service. He'll flush the toilet. Like, 
if I'm ever secretly going to the bathroom on the phone, I'm going to wait to flush the toilet until we're done talking. He does not care. He'll be mid-sentence flush and, like, I don't know what what it is about dudes. What kind of career does your husband do that allows that kind of behavior to go on? (laughs) Oh, he does music, so. Oh, okay. okay. (laughs) Now, if he was recording the music while on the toilet, that would be, you know, that's that's real-life stuff. That's different. Yeah, now we're talking about production sounds. Now we're adding <laughs> yeah. extra toilet flushes. It's hey, a new trend. I got this new sound for you, man. <laughs> right, it's relatable. It yeah. is relatable. Yeah. It is. So yeah, so you had the baby boy and girl. What was it? A girl. She's the cutest thing in the world. Which you know that was. You know, people would ask me because I I waited till I had a baby. Till I was forty-one years old. Forty-one. Wow. And you know. My friends from high school, they had their kids in high school. So they've been done. My, my friends were hoes. That's fine. But they're my hoes. Don't you say nothing about them. Uh, and so I waited until I was 41, and they call that geriatric pregnancy. And so I'm like, okay, let's just make it adventurous, okay? And um, people would ask me, geriatric pregnancy, like, do you have any concerns? And I'd be like, yeah, um, what if I have an ugly baby? Like, what if I do? There's some people that think all babies are beautiful. I am not one of those people. I have seen some ugly babies. Some of my friends have ugly babies, and I wouldn't tell them that. I'm telling you because none of my friends live in in this city, so it's fine. Oh, yeah, Um, none of your friends will listen to this. (laughs) Yeah, believe me, none of your friends will listen to this. And you know what? I look at some of my baby pictures, and I think I was an ugly baby. I'm like, Mom, did you drink alcohol? What was going on here? But I grew into my face, and it's fine. And I ended up having a cute little girl, and she's just adorable. Yeah, we've uh, I, I've uh, been in, involved in that situation too, where you know someone just had a baby, and they're really just like a horrifying. It almost looks like some sort of you know some sort of genetic disaster just happened, and they do grow into their look. And it's like, okay, well that kid is he did wind up being cute, but man, early on it was touch and go. Yeah, it started out rough, but you pulled through. And, and, and you can't say that to people. You can't tell them their child is ugly. I mean, that's like uh, that's like one of the most insulting things you could say to somebody. No, you could never. But also, I was real honest. I was like, listen, friends, um, when I have this baby, I need some real honesty from you guys. You got to let me know. Do I post a picture or not? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> you have your friends vet your social media posts. Is this okay? Exactly. Do you think, yeah. Does this kid will look weird? The internet is a wild, mean place. Yeah. You tell me, do I hold off? Do I let her grow into her face or not? Well, you know, I think you're kind of at a, dif- uh, at a distinct advantage, though, Angela, because you know, you're not just, you know, a mom with a baby. You're a mom with a baby who also has 2.5 million followers on YouTube. I mean, I, you, you could say what you want, but at the end of the day, you're crushing social media and all those other, you know, smart-ass other parents aren't even coming close to that. So what's really important here? Oh. Well, thank you. I, I am doing my best with what I do, and that's putting out my stuff on, on the Internet now. This is my – I put my sixth one-hour special on YouTube this time. And I've had specials on Netflix. I've had specials on Comedy Central, on different networks all across, different streamers. And this time around, I said, you know what? I'm going to bring it back to YouTube where everything started for me. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but my career blew up back when this brand new thing called YouTube came out. 
and I had this nail salon video just go viral. So many people had seen this nail salon video, and they got millions and hundreds of millions of views. And then it blew up my career to where I started doing stand-up comedy full-time, and here I am with six one-hour specials later. So this one, we decided... Hello? Are you there? Oh, hello. Can yeah. you not hear me? Oh, yeah, we, you, you cut out there for a second. Oh, man. Well, yeah, you uh, got to the part where you're making us jealous that you had all these uh, YouTube <laughs> followers and we got like five. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So, did you hear the part that I was saying about my, my hour special that we put on YouTube? Yeah, yes. you, yeah, yeah. Our special, uh, the salon video that blew up, and then uh, you said a bunch of stuff, and then we couldn't hear you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You feel like you're talking to your husband, don't you? <laughs> yeah, listen, this is, I'm used to this. Yeah. This is right up my alley. This is right at my speed. And then I'm going to repeat myself again, and okay. then you're just going to go, uh-huh, and then move on. Okay, yeah, yeah. I can do that. Yeah, I've been trained. Nice. And you can call us tomorrow and find out we remembered nothing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and then I'll put in a text message to confirm it. Like, that's contract in marriage. Yes, you have yeah, conversation, <laughs> yeah. You got to throw it in text message so you have receipts. That's yes, how marriage works. right. You can br- bring that back and say, "You said yeah. uh, you would remember this." Don't you listen to anything exactly. I just told you? Right there, yeah, you go. You sneaky, uh-huh. sneaky wives. And, and if he even, I don't know if you guys are Androids or iPhones, but you know, on iPhone you can like heart a text message or thumbs up. And uh, let me tell you, if he thumbs up a text message, that is binding legal <laughs> jargon. <laughs> that is, you agreed to this. You agreed to these terms. You are waking up with a baby this time, not me. Agreed to it right here. And you can hear more of my relationship with my husband on my new hour special on YouTube, and it's yeah. called Say I Won't. There now, you go. I think, though, when a man gives you that like an emoji reaction, it's not necessarily uh, like a, a, an acknowledgement of agreement. It's really just, I've read what you've had to say. I will address this at a later time. I think that's what he... Are you, the his, intent. are you his attorney? Are you his attorney? No. What's happening here? Well, I mean, I you know, I'm I'm willing to be held on retainer if that's what it's going to take, uh, Angela. But you know, at this point, I have not had any conversations with your husband. But he can contact me at this yeah. number that you just called. Yeah, him. he's an acting defense husband. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your sixth. This is your sixth. Uh, your special, like you said, you you brought it back to to Netflix. I I think. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong about this. The benefit of Netflix is. You can see. you can see I mean, yeah, of YouTube. The, the benefit of YouTube is you can actually see how many people are viewing your special as opposed to Netflix, where they never want to let you know. Right. You right? get no information. You have no information from Netflix. They don't tell you anything. They'll tell you at the end if you did well or not in their terms. But you don't get to know any kind of numbers. With YouTube, not only do we own the material, we own the audio, we own the footage, we own all of that. We get to see in real time all the people who are watching it, the comments, what people are saying. And for me, this was probably my most favorite hour special that I've ever done. I've had so much fun with this material. I had so much fun touring it. And to see the comment section, and I typically don't read my YouTube comments very often because, like I said, YouTube, that's a wild Face in the comment section that's like you really got to have some thick skin to jump in those comments right but i went into the comment section and the amazing feedback that i was getting and of course your fans are going to love you and 
And then there's like these new people who they're like, I don't know how this popped into my feed, but I found it and I'm so glad I did. You're hilarious. This is so funny. And then people have been following me for years. They're like, this is my favorite one. And I just, it makes me feel good. Because well, I, I, feel, I feel the same way. I read the I read the comments, and you're absolutely right. I mean, it's so lopsided in your favor. I mean, this is this is a real successful, you know, a special. Uh, Say I won't. It's available on uh, on YouTube. Congratulations on it, and congratulations on the uh, the addition to your family, your your little girl. This is a great uh, a great time to be you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's it's almost a shame you had to talk to uh, the Bax and Nagel show as a letdown. Yeah, I know. This is a- <laughs> Yeah, who did you make angry? In, from here. Yeah, who did you make angry in Hollywood that you had to be shoved with us for ten minutes? It's the strike, and yeah. that's what did it. Yeah, right. exactly what it is. Yeah, Angela Johnson Reyes. It's a great. It's a pleasure to talk to you again. Best of luck. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Springfield's classic rock at 7:29 in the Beatles with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Liam Neeson can give you the forecast there. Liam Neeson is now doing weather. Well, isn't that what his name is from Westermatt, Liam Neeson? I, I don't I don't believe so. It will rain and it will find you. Yeah, that's that's the same guy. Feels so much better. Uh name something that you're really passionate about. Like uh I'm talking like a like an extracurricular activity that you would be joining in on the fun with. An extra, like, with involved with other people. Well, let's let's okay. A perfect example is you're you're a Packers fan, right? Sure. So let's say you have an opportunity to go to uh, go to see the Packers uh, Super Bowl. Like they are in the Super Bowl. Okay. A dream. This is a dream. They're yeah. in the Super Bowl, right? right? And you are just a, you're a diehard Packers fan, and you get a ticket to the Super Bowl. Somebody gives you one. Okay. How much would you pay for? A three-night stay at a hotel near where the Super Bowl is being played, wherever the Super Bowl is. And the Green Bay Packers are in it. I <sighs> mean, what's my limit? Yeah, what's your limit? I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I've uh, I, I've overspent on hotel accommodations in the past. Um, if it were more than like, I think like $300 a night would probably be about as much as I'd want right. to spend. So that's pretty reasonable, right? Yeah. These people who are into Halloween that want to go to Salem for the weekend. Right. Looking over the date, this is on Mass Live. Looking over the dates of October 28th to October 30th, the Saturday through Monday, Halloween lands on a Tuesday this year. The two VRBO locations that are being offered in downtown Salem, $4,000 a weekend. <laughs> Four grand. Two room, nights. Room for two. Two nights. And a two and a, and a two, a, a, basically a, a max one bedroom, two uh, person kind of thing. All right. First of all, no one from Massachusetts would do this. This is this has to be something that someone from out of town would do. Because yep. if you've I, been to Salem, you realize, hey, it's a nice town, but this ain't worth going to four thousand dollars a night for. Well, not a night. It's for, 16, for a weekend. Sixteen hundred dollars a night. Yeah, it's, talking it's, four yeah. grand by the end of the weekend. Listen, if I really wanted to get uh, scared on a Halloween night, you know, maybe I'll uh, you know get hotel accommodations in say Lawrence or uh, yeah. or uh, Methuen. You know, those are those are places that would be you know frightening. Lowell, for example, that would be a frightening place to stay on any night. Never mind Halloween. This is this one's a twenty minute walk 
for $3,500 a night. So you're getting $500 discount for walking an extra. You have to walk two miles to get into the to the city? To walk to what? Exactly. That's what, what are I'm you walking at. to? Well, uh, it's Salem. I've, listen, I've always wanted to go there just to see it. Just to just to say, hey, I went to Salem. Yeah, but I'm not gonna be dealing with this you know, nonsense Listen. on the weekend. You get if the kind of people that are going to this town are spending four thousand dollars a weekend on it, I have no interest in going. Salem is a beautiful little town. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And I've been to the museum, and you know, once you're there, you go, oh, okay. Well, how quickly can we get to the gift shop? That's really the whole museum. There's a whole presentation about the uh, the witch trials, but there's nothing spooky or scary about it whatsoever. You just go, how could these people be so stupid? And you're on your way. The only thing in Salem that I think is worth going to is the Bunghole Liquor Store. Okay. okay. Well, there you go. Because I saw that the very first time, and I laughed like crazy. Yes, but the, in reality, the bunghole is just that little hole on the side of a barrel. Well, maybe that's what it is, but that's not what I'm thinking when I was a high school kid yeah, and I had to go on I, a field trip. I, I get you. To I Salem. get you. But uh, you're you're absolutely out of your mind if you're spending four thousand dollars a weekend to stay in Salem, Massachusetts. I wouldn't spend four thousand dollars on a weekend for anything. The the prices of things have gotten out of control. And you know what? It's not the fault of the person that's offering the place for $4,000. It's the stupid idiot who's laying down $4,000 to have a fun-filled weekend with all my witch friends. Yeah. I, I, again. Not rich friends, witch friends. Yeah, like which friends you got which yeah, friends which, are you trying yeah, to bring? Which friends are you trying yeah. to do this with you? I mean, I, again, if you've if you've been to Salem once, yeah, that's probably more than you'll ever need to go again. And I think anyone who's going to drop that kind of coin to go there is going to leave on uh, you know, after that weekend and go, well, I will never do that again. You know what? If you're going to spend that kind of jing, drop it off at the Big E because that's how much a pickle, pota- a pickle <laughs> cupcake and a pickle <laughs> lemonade costs. About $3,000. It's 535. News is next to Rock 102. 738 with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome uh, is uh, telling you that technicians can get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Get a load of this, Bex. You ready? Yes. 22 News has an actual update from a story they did a couple of days ago. What, what, what? Yeah. Isn't it, uh, isn't it strange? That is uh, almost unprecedented. Somebody started a fire under the butts of the reporters over at 22, and now they're following up on stuff. A follow-up to an arrest were first reported on Wednesday afternoon of a police investigation on Center Street in Ludlow. According to uh, the Springfield Police, 28-year-old Ethan Fitzgerald was arrested after a search warrant was executed inside an apartment on the 0100 block of Center Street in Ludlow. Detectives seized two illegal firearms, including a ghost gun, half a kilogram of cocaine, uh, approximately 564 grams of marijuana, approximately 20 pills of Xanax, five bags of heroin, and more than $60,000 all to be won here on The Price is Wrong in the Ludlow Apartment Complex. Uh, I'm going to guess the estimated retail value of my own defense is $14,500. Ding, ding, ding. You win both showcase showdowns. So, um, so that's a very interesting follow-up. Yeah, hey, you know what? I'd like to see that with more news stories. Listen, baby steps, Bex. Baby steps. Mostly because they're like 
10 years old to working over there. No, I understand. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and, and total honesty. I mean, journalism doesn't really happen overnight. No, it doesn't. It's a long, uh, drawn out process. It is. Yeah. It's, it's a, learning, total, it's a yeah. learning uh, thing. Yeah. It's uh, not a sprint. No. It's a marathon is what that is. Uh, the uh, Springfield FIU had. Hey, hey, up. hey, hey. You know, talk uh, nice about them. Hey, FIU too. Yeah, huh? They never did yeah, anything to you. Yeah, yeah. What'd you do? <laughs> yeah, that's really, one of the cops <laughs> in, in that in that group. You're like, oh, what are you? FIU. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. FIU too. Where are you getting that man size attitude from? They had been conducting an investigation into Fitzgerald for the past several months in connection with illegal firearms. And at around 2.15 p.m. on Wednesday, members of the Springfield Emergency Services Unit, the ESU, Oh, yes, you too. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Entered the apartment, detained a woman, and saw Fitzgerald running out of the home. Fitzgerald was arrested after he was found hiding in a closet in another apartment in the building that he allegedly broke into. The uh, woman was released, Ethan uh, Fitzgerald, although uh, facing uh, all kinds of charges. There's so many here that I don't even have time to read them all. There's that many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 17 counts. Jesus, that's a lot of counts. Yeah. I can't even count that high. Well, I mean, seven. it's two counts for this one, three counts for the... I mean, you're, I'm adding them up. Sure. So it's 14 different charges with a couple of different counts in there for each one. Man, they're like throwing everything at him. Yeah, he was, out on, <clears throat> he was already out on $15,000 bail in connection with a shooting and was uh, previously convicted in 2018 for carrying a firearm without a license. And illegally parking. He's fighting that one though. <laughs> you don't. You don't want to give in to the, uh, you know, the the, the the parking ticket. No, you wouldn't. Because <clears throat> that, that's where they that's where they stick you. Because you know, with the parking ticket, you don't pay those back. No, They'll you get don't. you. Yeah. Oh, that that I bet you that Springfield Parking Authority has more uh, pull down there than the FIU does. You know what I've heard? What? Everybody who works for the Springfield Parking Authority just installed a new pool this year. Oh, that's, that's what I've interesting, heard. huh? I, that's, that's just a rumor. I could uh, be wrong. He paid for it in quarters. <laughs> and this guy just walked into the uh, yeah, this right. walked into the pool store, uh, put uh, put two giant water gallon jugs filled with quarters and yeah. said, I'd like to buy a swimming pool, please. What do you do? Yeah. None of your business. Pushed it in with a cart. A wheelbarrow full of quarters. A uh, level three sex offender who moved to Springfield and secured a role with the Jehovah's Witness Religious Organization is now in prison. J. Aaron Smith, 62, was sentenced recently in Hampton Superior Court to 15 years in prison for several counts of indecent assault and battery on a child. Aaron abused a 13-year-old at his home for months in 2020 and 2021. The Jehovah's Witness deny that Smith, convicted late last month of child sexual abuse, was a church elder, the title used by Hamden uh, DA's office to describe his role with the Kingdom Hall of Jehovah's Witness in Springfield. But the DA's office says it stands by its statement, and uh, both the sp office and the Springfield Police Department say the church did not report the abuse that Smith inflicted on the victim, according to a court document. A uh, family member went to the organization seeking action regarding the abuse. And they go up to the door of the Jehovah's Witness place, and you start knocking on the door, and they don't want to come out? <laughs> How do you like it, huh? <laughs> oh, nobody's, oh. conveniently nobody's home, even uh. though I see the TV on and the car that just has the warm engine on the hood in the driveway. Yeah, so all these Jehovah's Witnesses are in the house. All right, everyone lie down and be, lie down on the floor, be quiet, pretend we're not here. The, uh, What's going on? Victim. I think someone's being... <laughs> 
Served a summons. Yeah, someone's getting a summons here at the Jehovah's Witness Hall. Yeah, I'd like you to read this uh, the summons uh, and how uh, the the the, uh, the judicial system be- can become your personal savior. Yeah. Do, was there any witnesses to this crime? <laughs> Smith was already a state-registered level 3 sex offender, the highest category when the abuse happened because of the uh, rape conviction decades before in Georgia. This guy's been out and and doing things, and yeah. they might not have known uh, his status, but you would think that if you're going to be something in the church, you'd get a quarry check done. <sighs> Anybody dep- working I think with children depends. and... Yeah, and- right, but I think it depends on what you're doing. If you're doing the door-to-door salesmanship thing that they do over there, then they may- I don't know what vetting they do. Apparently, not a lot. I don't know. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, sunny with a high of 72. Tomorrow, rain, Sunday, rain, Monday, rain. 52 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. When the Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 752 and Billy Squire with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a nice day today. You better enjoy it because it's the last one for the weekend. 72 for a high today, but then rain Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. All high in the upper 50s. (laughs) It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. I brought a sweatshirt with me this morning because it was so cold this morning. I I think it was like, uh, I want to say it was like 44 degrees when I got into my car. I busted out my Carhartt long sleeve. Just in yeah. case I might need it later, because I probably will, you know? Yeah, I know. Um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm intrigued sometimes by the way people view themselves or want to be viewed, and, 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 you know, with the advent of social media and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, people just want to uh, draw attention to themselves. And I, I'm part of this, uh, well, I'm part, not part of, I'm just reading uh, there's a, there's a section on Reddit called "Am Am I Ugly?" and it's people who put up <laughs> pictures of themselves, and then they ask the you know the peanut gallery whether they think these people are ugly or not. Well, I haven't seen one picture on there that is anybody that's actually ugly. Like you go on there and you're looking for like a sloth from the Goonies, right? <laughs> right. And then and it's it's basically just these like. Decent-looking people going. All right, just give it to me straight. How ugly am I? And I can, then I, I can take it. And then you, and then you, you know, the the first line of comments is a bunch of dudes going, "Oh, I'd tap that," you know, that kind of thing. And then and then it's like, uh, there's there's some people who go, "Well, you could use a little less mascara or whatever." Yeah. But it's that that self-absorption uh, mentality that you like. People need to be. Everybody's so worried about what they look like. Well, you know, the thing about it is uh, we've become a society where we get much of our validation for, yeah. by what how people react to us online. Like, and, and it's not, you know, it's a phony validation. Because, yeah. you know, you, you've got a million trolls out there yeah. that'll say whatever they want. Right. You know, just to bust your stones. You're not getting in a, like a, a real validation. No, but why would you put yourself through that? By, by doing that. I don't really know. It's really just more for attention. Well, now, all these things that women do to make themselves, you know, try to look better, women are now adding fake second belly buttons to their stomachs to make their legs look longer. It's a thing what? in China right now. You buy temporary tattoos that look like belly buttons, you put one on your stomach a few inches above your actual belly button, and cover your real one with a, waist, a high-waisted skirt or pants. 
If you wear a crop top or anything that shows your stomach, it creates an optical illusion. Your waist looks higher, so your legs look longer. Women in China are buying sheets of temporarily belly, temporary belly button tattoos so they can reapply them once they wear off. You can buy them uh, on Walmart's website as well. Uh, some women also think the temporary tattoos look cuter than their actual belly button, so that's another reason that they're popular. Oh, my God. That's like well, the, the stupidest thing I've ever heard. The modifications people do to themselves to try to fit in and, and, and be yeah. something that they're not. You know, um, I'm I, not trying I'm to be. wearing the same shirt I wore on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> was it cleaned in between Monday and today? It was the cleanest of the dirtiest. Oh, well, then, that, you know, that, that can't be helped. It's like you made uh, the right choice. Chris Christopherson had a song called Sunday Morning Coming Down, and he stumbled through the closet to find his cleanest dirty shirt. That's what I do all the time. <laughs> Which shirt smells the best? Yeah, but but seriously, like this is the lengths that people yeah. go to to try to impress other people. Well, you know, the, the, the thing about it is, and I don't mean to be critical of, of, of women because the, you know they got enough to worry about, but there are some things that women do, you know, and, and I'm talking like cosmetically here, okay, that I just I just simply don't fully understand. Yeah, I like, don't like, really. like it. Like it, it, it certainly doesn't impress me. I don't know who you're trying to impress, unless it's other women, unless there's a competition between all of you that I don't know about. Like for example, I don't fully understand fake eyelashes. Oh, I don't. I, I don't. I, I don't. You know I don't, what? I don't get I it. Just if it looks re- if they're too long, yeah. if they're too long, then they don't look good. You they- know, I just sent this to somebody because somebody sent it to me last week. I can't even talk about this uh, on the air, but I'm gonna I'm gonna text it to you, uh, and, and it'll give you the history on why uh, there's fake eyelashes out there. And that's a true story. I researched it too. <laughs> is that a fact? That really? is a fact. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Huh. That's why. Uh, oh, that's damn. why the uh, that's why the eyelashes were a thing. All right, fake the, eyelashes. Then, then let me go to the other part of it. Yeah. The other thing I don't really understand. Yeah, is painted on eyebrows. Yeah, like okay, if you don't have much in the way of eyebrows, don't don't paint fake ones on if it yeah. gives you an ever present look of surprise. Yeah. Oh you know? my God. Oh, I didn't expect any of these things Ooh. to happen today. Oh, she's always surprised. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a point where it just looks fake and, and not real. There's, you know, I don't care if you're, Got light I, eyebrows or, I, I, you know, small you know, eyelashes. It makes no difference to me at all. I saw somebody showing off their eyebrows yesterday, but it wasn't like one of those obnoxious ones with the high thing. It was just a person showing their, their eyebrows or whatever. Yeah. And I said, you're lucky because I need a lawnmower to cut mine. Like, don't you, you do too? Oh my God! You yeah. must have to to do that between the eyebrows and the nose hair. I could yeah. be, I could be, I could be weed whacking those things all day. Well, speaking of weed whacking, we're running those ads for that uh, that personal trimmer. Well, yeah. you know, there's another thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's let's. I mean, you know, we're 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 grooming ourselves in a way that no longer makes any sense. It's just it's just too much. Well, that's kind of like a thing now is to is to trim the uh, the lower extremities, and that's fine. Yeah, that's that's you know that's totally fine. But uh, which I'm okay with. But too. I'm not going to spend seventy eighty dollars on a device to help me do it. No, you could do it with a pair of those left-handed scissors you got from school. 
I still have a pair of those in my drawer upstairs. Listen, They're a little rusty, but on a, hey. on, a, on a tough weekend, I'll go to town with a butter knife to see how well I yeah, do. Because my I'm a righty, so in order I have to hold in one hand and cut with the other. Yeah. So the well, left remember, hand. Remember, it's righty tighty, lefty yeah, loosey. Lefty loosey. <laughs> Good night, everybody! everybody. <laughs> 7.59 at Rock 102. <laughs> Want to know what it sounds like to win New Springfield's Classic Rock? It's 8.12 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and nice today. High of 72. Enjoy it because Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, Monday rain. Nothing but rain. Steve, before we get into anything that's fun, let me uh, first uh, tell you what today's keyword to cash is for 1000 bucks. okay? All right. Go All right. For it. Here it is. Uh, it is time for the keyword to cash. $1,000 keyword. Today's keyword is the word fall. That's fall. As in, I don't want to fall into $1,000. F-A-L-L. Go to the keyword to cash contest page on rock102.com. Enter fall for a chance to win 1000 bucks. You got until midnight tonight to do it for your chance to win $1,000. Again, the word is fall. F-A-L-L. Good luck from Rock 102. Springfield's classic rock. And now the fun start now? Yes. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open Live! 293-1021. That is the number for Open Line Friday. Again, let me uh, let me set the walls up. Keep your filthy mouths closed. No swearing, no hate speech. I will flip you like a cheese omelet if I hear yeah, that happen. I don't know none of that crap. I don't want you to hear any of that. So let's uh, let's start right away. They're already uh, blowing up here. Rock 102. Good morning. Is this Mike Jones? I knew it. Hi guys. Hey. Well, hey how are you? <laughs> well, well, stay on the line. Hold on, don't, hold on. I want to know about you. Yeah. What, what, what do you what do you what do you do? I work out and wear. I move appliances. You work out and wear, yeah. and you move appliances. Now, uh, tell me why you you yell out Mike Jones. I know it's probably not your real name, but you know why do you do that? It is my real name, and uh, it's because um, all back in the day when I was growing up, all my friends, if I wanted to do something dangerous, they'd be like Mike Jones, and then I'll do it. <laughs> oh, so you, you're, you're, you're okay. the instigator right. and uh, troublemaker. Oh, and then oh, he hangs up oh, the phone. Oh, well, look that's at that. a rude thing to do. Yeah, uh, okay. at least we got a little more information out of him. Well, at least, yeah, we, we should know where it's originating from. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Uh, the translator isn't here this morning, sir. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure everybody in East, yeah. East Hampton knows what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Right. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Mike Jones again. Oh, for oh man. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Eric. Got a question for Steve primarily. Sure, go All ahead, right. man. Hey, Steve, listen. So real quick, uh, before my dad died, he said, you get the house, and he said the equivalent of a stock account goes to your brother. Now, the house sold for way more than what the stock was worth when it was given. So how do I divvy up the money if it's supposed to go half, half and half? Should it be from the day? Should it be from the, the number of the stock account? Or what do you think I should do? I know you've been through something within the state so far. Uh, well, every I mean, by law, everything has to be split up evenly, whatever's last, whatever's left. So it's not like you can say, well, yeah, he only had this much uh, when he died, but now it's worth this much. You, you have to go with whatever's left in there. So you have to split it evenly. 
Well, right. yeah, I want to be. I want to be fair, and I want to be the best executor of the of the uh, will as I, as I can. That's yeah. my plan. But my, I, my wife sees it a little different. You know, I, she's got I, good input on it. I believe it's executor, but executor is probably a bad yeah. word. Yeah. For it. Wrong term. Yeah, it's all right. But 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 yeah, it's uh, everything gets split up evenly. Alrighty. All right. Well, which, there you which go. Apparently, some of my siblings don't believe that I that I that I have like I have some extra power that I'm taking something from them <laughs> when everything no. is everything is online and public. All right. Hey, uh, good luck and thanks for the call. Thanks. Bye. All right. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, this is Ricky. Hey, listen. Van Halen's looking for a new singer. I heard. Let me warm up. And tell me what you think. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Do I have a chance? Uh, it sounds like you're going to be part of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and we'll play 18 times a day here on Rock 102. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Rock 102. Oh, come on now. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? This is Bill from Springfield. How are you, Bax? Good, Bill. What can we do for you? I, no, I just want to give a shout-out to my buddy, uh, Mike Lombard, he just bought the blue, uh, blue, the blue cafe in Chickabee, Mass. I want everybody to stop down and have a good time down there, and welcome them to uh, buying the new bar down there. It's on what? East Street in Chickabee. East Street. I'm it's trying the blue to. Room th- cafe. Did it used to the be something else? Cafe. Yeah, years ago. Yeah, but now it's the Blue Room Cafe. Oh, so it's on okay. uh, Broad Street. I'm sorry, Broad Street and East Street, right there. All what, right. What color is it? Yeah, it's a brick building, and it has uh, the Blue Room Cafe, big old sign right there. And the new owner's name is Mike Loudon. He's a great guy. He's got a lot of things going on right now and uh, to bring a lot of good people in there, and it's a good place. Uh, excellent uh, drinks. Prices are just right, not too expensive. Well, and uh, come on down and join. Uh, congratulations you're, uh, on your free advertising. You're, you're your selling the sizzle of yeah. the place, that's yeah. for sure. All right, well, thank you. Okay, yeah. there you Thanks. go. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hi, Gary. Hey, Gary, what's hey, up? I was just wondering when you guys when you guys were at the Big E, did you happen to listen to the piped in classic rock music? No, I I, uh, I, I drown uh, it out here. I drown it out everywhere. I think at one point I heard. No, uh, no, it, I think I heard it was Saint Elmo's Fire by the great John yeah. Parr. I remember that that one being played. I don't know. When I was there, I can tell you this. Whoever designed your music there should go there and listen to that, because that is classic rock. Yeah, I heard the Pointer That's Sisters. Uh, I'm so excited. Uh, you should give it a whirl. All right. Well, all thank right. you very much. Well, thanks, we'll man. talk to management about all that. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Christina. How are you all? Good, Good Christina. Christina. What can we do for you? I'm just calling to say have a spectacular day on this sunny Friday. Oh, yeah, and enjoy it because it's going to rain all weekend. <laughs> exactly my point. It's right. liquid sunshine, guys. All right, Christina, all right. thanks for calling. Thank you. Okay, uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Jocelyn over in Hartford, Connecticut. How are you? Good, Jocelyn. What's going on? Not much. Uh, I just want to say, you know, uh, I think I'm one of the few, but I'm a Jets fan over here in Connecticut. <laughs> It's gonna it's gonna be interesting this Sunday. That's all. Yeah, it's gonna be a long, long year for you. Oh, oh yeah. You know, uh, sometimes I get my hopes up and then dash it away. But uh, yeah, that's I'll enjoy uh, the game either way. I uh, <laughs> I, I have sex like Aaron Rodgers, four pumps and I'm done. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. 
All right. Well, well, good luck on Sunday. All right. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Mike Jones again. There you go. Rock 102. Uh, There you go. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? This is a long dog, Williams. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Harry Balsacki from Chickabee. Hey, hey, Harry. (laughs) What? Come down to the... Come down to the Windsor Cafe and see me down there instead of the Blue Room. Uh, no, we, we, have a, we have a, like a Chickabee bar rivalry what, 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 going like, on some here sort of now? turf war going on in Chickabee? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll take off the Blue Room, y'all. We're the best down at the Windsor. Who's got the better Coke hey. there? <laughs> I, I have soda. I mean, it's soda. Uh, got well, the hey, whoa, 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 hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we'll just go in the bathroom. All right. All right. <laughs> I think my brother's place is close. Okay. Thank you very much. Oh, hey, oh yeah. yeah. That, that, was, that, was, that was a good place. <laughs> oh, good. Such memories. Rock 102, good morning. Is this? Hey, this is Braden. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? I've been I've been trying to get on this for so long. And na- It's crazy. And now you're finally here, and you must have something riveting to say. I would love to tell you guys that I have been listening to you for, oh my God, two years now, and I I, I have the best mornings. I, I, it doesn't get any better. Wow, I gotta two tell years, you, I gotta, I gotta tell you, you, you've really listened to the best two yeah, years. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, I mean, it doesn't get any better. And that first but, year was like a little I rough. Said, Oh man, yo, you guys are great. I don't want to hold you up too much, but have a have a great day. All right, I got a buddy into pregnant chicks if you ever want to. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that held <laughs> that held us up. All right, thank you. Okay, uh, Rock One Hundred Two. Good morning. Is this? Hey guys, it's Dad Joke Chat from Bomber. Hey, Dad hey, what's Joke going Chat from Bomber. What's going on? Hey, how you doing? Good, very up, good. Um, don't want to shout out for Chickabee like everybody else today, but I do want to shout out Tammy at the Duncan in West Springfield on Memorial Ave. <laughs> <laughs> Always good over there. Yeah. All um, right. Got a couple for you, though, here, though. You All ready? Right. We're ready. All right. Uh, recently, I bought a car with a broken reverse gear, so there's no going back now. <laughs> Very good. Okay. What else we got? Uh, scientists have weighed in the news, uh, weighed rainbows, and they found out that they're pretty light. <laughs> they are very pretty, aren't they? They are very pretty. They are, yes. <laughs> And in this last one, I've been working on some pretty hard, so oh, please okay. uh, okay. bear with me. I don't have a very fancy computer. To the person who stole my copy of Microsoft Office, make no mistake, I will find you. You have my word. Uh-huh. Oh, I like very that. good. Very you good. A Microsoft word. and a Liam Neeson joke. That's Liam Neeson twice we mentioned on the show wow, today. Wow, that's like, that's, that's, uh, way, well done. Yeah. Very well yeah, done. Very good. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Dad yeah. Joke Chet. Please don't call me Chester. Thank you, Mom and Dad. <laughs> Just call me Chester. <laughs> I like how Dad Joke David inspired other yeah. people to do that. It's too bad they, we haven't brought him back. No, no, was, Louis the anti-joke guy. Or either. even Mark from West or Springfield. Mark from West that Springfield. Would be, oh. that'd be good to bring that back, too. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, uh, keep going, or you want yeah, to go out? No, we've got nothing better okay, to do. Okay, that's right. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Uh, this is the Crypt Keeper. Okay, okay. Crypt Keeper, what can we do for you? Uh, we just uh, we want to make sure that uh, everybody's ready for Halloween. Okay, there you yeah. go. Uh, Rock Thank 102, you. good morning. Who's this? Hi, Steve. Uh, Steve and Bax, Steve. what's up? Hey, this is Jim from uh, Father Hollow Trolley Tours. I met... 
Friday night concert. That oh, day. yeah, the, the trolley tour guy. Yeah, I got a seat waiting for you guys right now. Let's go. You want to go on a trolley tour, Bax? Uh, not today. I got other things going on. Yeah. Yeah. But calling sick on Monday. You what? Calling sick on Monday. Come on with us. Yeah, well, I'm sure the, the company would love me to do that. Okay, guys. Just All right. Give you an invite. We'll, right. we'll get Thank down you. there right. Thank you. Okay, very good. Let's, uh, let, Let's do one more. One more. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning, boys. It's Vince the Plumber. Oh, well, thank goodness. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang up, hang up, hang up, hang up. Hang up. Why? No, don't hang up yet. Come, come on, on, man. How many, how many, some shout I know, outs. the I Plimpton got... people, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah, you do. You know everybody. That's awesome. But I got to throw out, for my buddy Keith over at Plimpton, I got to throw out the biggest shout out to our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he wants me to say that, so I had to do it for him. All right. Yeah. You're, Keith, you're, I hope you're listening you're, today. You're kind of like Mike <laughs> you Jones. Your friends, just tell, your friends just tell you to do things, and you do them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's what friends are for. I'm All going right. from Plimpton, bitch. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Vince, thanks for the call. Have, have a good, a good weekend. weekend there you go. All right, well, uh, there you have it. That was well worth it. Uh, parts of it were okay. There you go. 825 and Rock 102. <laughs> it's uh, 828 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, Liam Neeson will give you the forecast. Uh, yeah. um, next week, uh, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports, I think, is joining us, right? Uh, yes. Is that next yes, week? Yes, uh, next Thursday. Mm, that'll be good. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, see, yeah, 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 the show's yeah, already yeah, uh, yeah. pulling together. I wish he would come in here again. I wish we could get him, uh, get his uh, superiors to bring him back in the studio. I miss his wife's baked goods so much. Uh, yeah, M- Michelle, bars. Could, Michelle could bake. Man, she could bake. The, the heart attack brownies, those were you know, the best. Here's the thing about the Quincy family. Yeah. Uh, first of all, lovely people. Very, very nice people. Mike Quincy is the salt of the earth. Um, he, uh, he mixes great cocktails, terrific cocktails. And Michelle, his wife, bakes. Mm. And yet... For some reason, I have not seen any invitations uh, pass our our way. Spend good quality time with oh. the with the Quincy's at you know, their house uh, at their expense. Quincy's uh, getting up there in age. Maybe he just doesn't want. Maybe it's maybe it's, he's getting into that get off my damn lawn kids kind of attitude. Uh, like you don't want anybody around the house. The possibility. All he wants is to enjoy his martini and a heart attack brownie in peace without us scoundrels trying to claw for it. Yeah, I, I can't say. I- Blame him for feeling that way. No, but uh, yeah, Mike Quincy next week on the show. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass. 833 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Aquatique Pools. Schedule your fall pool maintenance and closing today, 730 Union Street in West Springfield. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, uh, Bax. After teachers voted no confidence in a Western Mass superintendent, a former head nurse spoke with Mass Live about her uh, reasons for leaving the Hampshire Regional School District. Okay. Head nurse. Uh, Steve, uh, Stephanie Foss who uh, left the district at the end of the 2022-23 school year, said she felt unappreciated when Superintendent uh, Diana Bonneville attempted to reduce her hours in half and cut her salary by $10,000, moves that exemplify an overall deterioration of morale in the district's central office that has seen numerous departures of long-serving administrators. In my 16 years of working as an RN, I've never been treated as disrespectfully as I have by Dr. Bonneville, Foss wrote in a letter to the school officials, on June 22nd, which was recently obtained by Mass Live, 
glad they're up and up on this. Man, no kidding. How timely. Her uh, complete uh, disregard for the value of this role, not only for our nursing staff, but for our students, families, and staff, is appalling. Bonneville did not return calls to her office or an email with questions. Oh, do you think this lady's not getting a response out of her? you think Mass Live's going to get one? <laughs> Probably not. The uh, no-confidence vote in Bonneville uh, occurred amid a growing trend of superintendents departing school districts more frequently. Nearly one in five superintendents left their districts during the 2022-23 school year. And at the start of this school year, about 45% of superintendents have less than four years of service under their belts, according to Mary Burke, co-executive director for the Mass Associations of School Superintendents. The Hampshire Regional School District encompasses the five towns of West Hampton, Southampton, Chesterfield, Goshen, and Williamsburg and has about 1,600 students in four elementary schools and a high school. In July, teachers in Hampshire Regional voted no confidence in Bonneville, citing issues around communication, transparency, and deteriorated morale. You know, I don't, I don't know if, uh, if this is true or not, but it seems to me that there aren't that many superintendents anyway that last a real long time in that job. Like, you don't hear of a superintendent of schools who served, you know, 20 years in the position. No. Usually, it, usually it's like, you know, five, six, seven years, and that's about it. And maybe then they, 10 years at maybe. the most. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, I, like, how long has Dan Warwick been the, the superintendent in uh, Springfield? Pretty decent amount of time, but, you know, well, before but, then, it was like no one really held it for a long period of time. But uh, Warwick was, I mean, that was the result of... Not, not to say that he's doing a bad job, but that was the result of. Remember, there was this whole big thing of whether or not people should be living here, and how, and it was that guy before him that was like being a little uh, evasive about where his uh, residence uh, residency re- was, re- residence, and how much money he was spending on the on the school budget dime. Right, I think that's that's what it came down to. So then, when uh, Warwick got. Uh, you know, put in there. It's like okay, he's a spring. He lives in Springfield. You know, he lives in in the city. That he's been, he, that he's he been in the system for years, and he's not uh, he's not uh, rolling in D's with a good. Ass, I mean, it's a good ass job, but he's uh, not rolling in the D's. If you know what I'm saying, that's the highest paid position in the city. Is it? At how much? Uh, it's like the highest paid position in almost every city. Right, but I also uh, I tend to agree with that. That if you're going to be, uh, you know organizing the education of the kids in your city mm-hmm. you should be have a, have a good salary to do that yeah well that's fine but you know you know how long do these you know when when you when you claim that you had all these people leaving superintendent positions throughout the area yeah. and it's a lot of them is i mean how different is this than a normal period of time i don't know what the reason is why 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 so many are flipping back and forth between different districts what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I couldn't tell you. Well, anyway, no, they're not happy with the uh, the, uh, the East Hampton or, not, or I'm sorry, West Hampton. West Hampton. Ha- yeah, man, all these Hamptons with all these problems. Listen, everything is fine in East Hampton. It's all supervised. Is it all supervised? You can't have just superintendents making sweeping generalizations and decisions on a daily basis. You can't have in superintendents going in and out of schools all the time. Oh, uh, yeah, in and out. <coughs> uh, East-West passenger rail. Didn't you want to hear about that this morning? I did. The long-held dream of linking Springfield and Boston with fast, frequent passenger trains picked up a little steam this week with some federal funding. They're not steam trains anymore, are they? 
No, they're actually okay. run mostly on electric or diesel fuel. Okay, good. Uh, the Mass uh, state of Massachusetts Amtrak and Freight Railway CSX received $108 million from the uh, U.S. Department of Transportation to cover track improvements along 53 miles of railroad between Springfield and Worcester. Uh, Richie Neal uh, lobbied the uh, U.S. De- lobbied the Department of Transportation for the grant. Everything is proceeding as planned, Neal said Thursday by phone from Washington. It's very good news. The money is part of the uh, Railroad Administration's Consolidated Rail Infrastructure and Safety Improvements, or the CRISI program. You know, you might want to pick a, uh, um, what do they call those? A choo-choo? Acronym. Acronym. An acronym that doesn't look closely like crisis. C-R-I-S-I. Does sound like a little bit of a if crisis. You, you, just, yeah, you just need an extra S at the end, and you'd have your uh, your crisis. Huh. You bring up a good point. Passenger rail would link Boston's burgeoning economy and employment opportunities with Springfield and surrounding communities where housing is relatively less expensive. The housing costs in Boston are astronomical, Neil said. This means that somebody can live in Springfield and commute to Boston, vice versa. Yeah, in order yes. to live in Boston, you almost have to be as rich as Richie Neal. Which then, in fact, turns up the heat on the real estate market out here. Well, see, that's the thing they don't want you to know about. I was just talking with a bunch of radio people uh, last week at the Big E Media Party mm-hmm. and talking about these folks who work down in Danbury, Connecticut. Uh, that's like on the New York border. Yeah. And how it's so expensive to live in Danbury because it's part of the New York City like commuter area, which is still like an hour and a half outside of the city <laughs> on a good day. Yeah. You know, so yeah. but these people are paying astronomical prices to live in. They, what do you think the rent's going to go up to here? Well, I mean, <clears throat> it, it it's still not going to go up to Boston levels. No, but but, it's, but is it, it, are you going to outprice the market for the people who already live here? Well, that's that's the risk of it all. I mean that 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 does pose a risk, which which is one of the reasons why <laughs> you've got you know there's such a push for housing here too. Yeah, you know, low income housing, market rate housing. I mean, there's a lot of people trying to make sure that it it stays affordable. But I mean, you're right. I mean, the more attractive you make a place look to live, and with commuter rail, East West Rail, you know, Western Mass suddenly looks more more appealing to people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the economy here is going to to change. You know, and it depends on your perspective. What's is it you know for the better or for the worse? I think it completely depends on who you are and what you're. You know, what your situation is. Who you are, where you're from, yeah. what you're doing. All those things factor into that. I mean, I don't want to move. I like my commute. Uh, nice and simple. I drive 45 minutes here every day. 12 minutes, door to door. Yeah, 12. Yeah, I was hoping, uh, you know, if uh, we ever decide to build a new radio station, that it would be like in Westfield or something like that. Yeah, not Yeah, I nice. think that would be a good idea. That ain't going to happen. Westfield. Thing. Why not? What's wrong with Westfield? It's inconvenient for me. Uh, it's not inconvenient for me. It's uh, 15 minutes away from well, my it, house. It seems to me you're thinking only of yourself, aren't you? Well, uh, you've thought about yourself for the last 18 years I've been here, so well, it's time for me to think about myself. Make sure. Make commute a little harder. Well, I mean, maybe I've earned the right to think about myself from time to time. Well, maybe you have or, Oh, yeah. What? What? Because you're a Radio Hall of Fame broadcaster? Well, I, I'm not going to throw, not I'm even not gonna throw that. In, I'm not going to throw that uh, distinct honor in anyone's face. Uh, back in June, 
A 37-year-old from California named Rob Mercer said he had stage 4 colon cancer and his dying wish was to play in the World Series of Poker in Vegas. So people donated thousands on a GoFundMe to make that happen for him. It cost about $10,000 to enter, but the total donations were valued at more than $30,000. They included things like a free suite at the Bellagio. Ooh, that's a good yeah, that's one. That's classy. But it turns out the whole thing was a lie. Rob admitted this week he doesn't even have colon cancer. I made He it just up. wanted to go play so- uh, 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 play poker? That's yeah. it? He just wanted to go play poker. He told a reporter he, a reporter he regrets lying and blamed it on being too embarrassed to reveal that he actually has breast cancer. But now people think that's a lie, too. He said he suspects he has breast, he suspects he has breast cancer, but hasn't been diagnosed. Yeah. I didn't want to let anybody know that my giant mitts are on fire. <laughs> He's refusing to uh, uh, pay the money back because he claims he really is sick, but he also just might not have it at this point. He got knocked out of the tournament a few hours in. And didn't win any money. Ah, that's too bad. Thankfully, GoFundMe just stepped up and they issued refunds to everybody who donated. They also banned Rob from their site and he's been shunned by the poker world. Yeah, no word on any charges, but they uh, they might be in the works. GoFundMe put out a statement saying they plan to cooperate with law enforcement if charges are filed. Listen, there are people all the time trying to defraud that whole system of, of crowdsourcing, GoFundMe or whatever it may be. Yeah. You know, posting, you know, erroneous information or misleading information for the idea of, of getting cash. You know what? They should be prosecuted if they're if they're if they're asking for money and it's not an honest uh, y- y- situation. If you're yeah. lying about it. You should face the consequences. Uh, yeah, you should. Uh, I was just going to say something. I had a thought. I had a thought and it just left my mind. I don't know why. I don't know where that thought is. That thought is out floating in space now. It was in my head. Do you remember, uh, like, the subject matter of the thought? No. No, I don't. No, no I don't. I don't remember. It just it. completely, completely dissipated out, Completely in the dissipated out in the ether. Yeah. It must be the air in here. It must be the moldy, fresh air that we have down here in the uh, studio. Yes. Yeah, I can, I, can, I can see where that mess you up. Uh, yeah, but so anyway, the guy, uh, he's probably going to face some charges. I always vet... Uh, like GoFundMe accounts, I either have to know the person personally, yeah, in order to donate, or at least have a validated uh, somebody vouching for. Uh, I I would never go on GoFundMe looking to spend money. Yeah, I think you're right. I would have to. I, it would be have. Whenever I've done it, it's usually for somebody that I that I know. I I that's the way to do it. You know, if someone's gone through a rough time and I know they're going through a rough time. Yeah, I, I'm more than happy to, to you know chip in a few bucks for the yeah. cause. But if I feel like I'm being scammed or ripped off, yeah, I, I don't yeah. do it. I, like if you came to me and said, uh, uh, "Hey, Steve, I can vouch for this guy. He's uh, you know whatever. He's got some uh, illnesses. Uh, do, would you mind maybe considering donating to the thing? Sure. Uh, here's twenty bucks or whatever whatever it is to do the GoFundMe thing. But if you're some like random person, I just saw this the other day on that Next Door app. These people like asking for money for cars. Like, hey, donate to my GoFundMe so you can buy me a car. I get well, it. I, I get okay, it yeah. that people are like, you know, uh, you know, the economy's not great for like the working man right now. But uh, I would feel a little weird. You know, here's the thing: I would feel a little weird donating money to someone who wants to gamble it all away. Yeah, who, who is willing to to risk it all? To go 
gambling of some poker, whatever, blackjack, whatever it could be. But you know, I would, I would, I would question that. But you can tug on the heartstring. There's somebody out there, somebody's heartstrings out there. You can tug on if you would think like, you know, if I was a big gambler, big poker guy, Uh which I'm not. But if I was, I'm a liquor guy. If you know what I'm saying, yeah, I know. Uh, But but a a poker guy, (laughs) I would be like. Uh, oh, you know what? That would be my lifelong dream too. And right. this guy's not going to be able to get the chance to do that. You know what? Here's a hundred bucks. Go ahead and do that. I'm sure there's people out there that, that I'm, I'm feel sure. that. But way. but I would if 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 you if say it were you okay, and you yeah. said you know I'm uh, I'm not doing so hot. I want to go to Vegas. I want to stay at the Bellagio <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, and, yeah. and gamble. And I would say okay, well I could give you money, or I could do what I really want, and that would be to get you a subscription to the Fruit of the Month Club. Oh yeah, the fruit of the month club. Uh, why not? Yeah. Which which January? Kumquats. Ooh. Yes. That's delicious bana- kumquats. That's bananas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's uh, right. Yeah, I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't just fund somebody's fun time. For yeah, I I don't I don't want to fund a vice. No, it's, you know what I'm saying. It's, it, but it's not even like a. You know, I was. I'm not going to get into it because I'll probably offend somebody, so I'm not going to say it. Oh, you're afraid of that now. Yes, I'm a little afraid of that. <laughs> I still have a job. I still, oh yeah, I, no, I, 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 I need to pay bills and things like that. Understood. Uh, so I will, I will uh, say that. But I, uh, I would give somebody a good time if they if they were dying. Yeah, like, yeah, come on sure. over for the weekend. Well, uh, I just, we'll I do just, some crazy stuff, man. I'd be more than happy to do something fun, uh, but I, I just don't know if I want to send you to to Vegas to gamble. Uh, at the Bellagio. But what would your last wish be? If you found out you were dying. Yeah. And you only had six months to live and you you wanted to go on a big trip, what would you do? Well, Steve, I think you answered that uh, earlier today. Two chicks at the the same same time. time. Yeah, that's right. That's what I would do. (laughs) That's not what I would want. Uh, And I, I haven't... I don't really have. I've never really assembled a bucket list. You never see. You never see like a make a wish uh, person ask for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. We don't. We don't provide that. But we could introduce you to actor Randolph Mantooth. Oh, oh, Randolph Mantooth. Oh, that's good enough. Oh, that's a that that's a good alternative to a threesome with two hot chicks. <laughs> <laughs> he was very handsome in his day. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. He's gonna be. He's not so handsome now. I don't know if you've seen him lately. No. Is he even alive? I think he's dead. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll look that up. Hey, this things will Google off the air. Is Rand- Randolph Mantooth dead or alive? Actually, you're probably doing it right now. That's exactly. It. I think he. I think he might be dead. Or he's still alive. I would. Uh, let me see. I'm banking on dead. Uh no, he is still very much alive. Well, his career is dead. Maybe that's why. I'm not going to sit here and have you. Uh, Say that. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is sunny with a high of 72. Tomorrow, rain. Sunday, rain. Monday, rain. Enjoy the weekend. 55 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. It's the season for storage and savings. It's about 8.53 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. want to remind everybody about the uh, about, uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest uh, has been Aaron Tanner. It's a graphic artist from a company called uh, Melodic Virtue publishing they do a lot of really cool coffee table books about uh, about bands the latest one is the second volume of a, of a book about the band the residence which is a band that is cloaked in mystery has been for the last 50 years no one's ever seen their faces known their names their identities and he's uh, this guy's had amazing access 
uh, to their archives. It's almost uh, the story behind it's very uh, Indiana Jones-like. Really cool interview. And next week, Xander Schloss from the uh, the Circle Jerks. Uh, he was the guy that played Kevin the Nerd in Repo Man, one of the great uh, one of the great cult films of all time. Oh yeah, that'll be available on Monday on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Rock102.com, all brought to you by ZNAM Home Buyers and Rock102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Well, fall begins tomorrow. I know. It's gonna uh, fe- and it's going to feel like fall with a high of, what, 50-something? 58 Jesus. and rain all weekend long. Actually, you know what? I highly recommend you put on the poncho and go to the biggie because that's probably going to be the days where people don't, you know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. not going to have, like, there's people out there who go, I'm not going to go out there because of the rain. That's the time to go. Yeah. Because there's a lot of other people who aren't going to go. You can get that uh, that pickle uh, cupcake and start singing that someone left a cake out in the rain. Oh, someone, yeah, I love that. That'd yeah. be good. Yeah. Yeah, good. I think you'll like it that way. Uh, so tomorrow, first day of fall, uh, autumn officially begins at 2.50 a.m. Uh, tomorrow, like t- overnight tonight. So really late overnight. Tonight. Yeah, I'm not gonna be up for that. You're not gonna go out there and uh, look at the clouds and uh, watch at, the rain and no, not at two thirty in the morning. And I'm imagine not. what the moon looks like in the fall. No, no, I don't think so. The autumn equinox occurs when the sun moves directly over the Earth's equator, bringing the same amount of daylight and darkness on that day. So we should get around twelve hours of light and dark tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Meteorologists and uh, climatologists split the f- the year into four meteorological seasons. According to them, fall began on September first. Well, you know, I mean, to me, like summer's over you know, when the kids go back to school. No, I'm not like that. Yeah, I, we've had some good weekends, and it's still summer to me. Well, it feels like summer. I just you know, to me, it's like you know, it's time to start wrapping it up. I'm ready for fall. I love fall. Well, most people are ready to call summer over because kids go back to school on August 26th or 27th. Like, don't do that. It's not, summer's not over yet. There's going to be a special full moon next week. It's called the Harvest Moon. Oh, that was a great uh, album by uh, Neil Young. You're right. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, And it'll occur at 5.58 a.m. Eastern on September 29th. Oh, we'll be up for that one. Uh, it'll also be the fourth and final supermoon of the year, which means it'll appear slightly bigger and brighter than your average full moon. And finally, if you hate fall for some re- weird reason, uh, winter will start on Thursday, December 21st. Oh, good. Right around yeah, the corner. Yeah, yeah, right around the corner. Well, there you go. Well, it's uh, plenty of time. Uh, you know what? While you're inside this weekend, uh, avoiding the rain, think about all the... Uh, go shopping. That's what you should do. Go shopping. Shopping. Grocery store. Okay. And while you're there... Pick up a couple extra cans for the stuff of the open pantry and get yourself in gear for the Mayflower oh, yeah. Marathon. That's now 59 days away. That's usually what I think of when I think of fall. I think of the Mayflower Marathon. Yeah. My life has been measured in Mayflower Marathons for the last 18 <laughs> years. <laughs> Yesterday yeah. I spoke to um, uh, the folks at uh, Keller Williams Realty. Oh, they yeah, they yeah, had yeah. their company meeting yesterday. Oh, and did they ask you about uh, how you get a property owner to uh, fix a lien on their home? No, yeah. actually, we didn't We didn't talk much about real estate oh, yeah. at all. But, you know, they've been a longtime sponsor of the Mayflower Marathon, yeah. and they always do a great job uh, putting together a substantial uh, donation from, from, you know, their vendors and, you know, all that other stuff. But, uh, yeah, real receptive and, uh, really cool to talk to them because like I said, they've, they've been 
I think they've been with us for the last 18, 20 years. So yeah. very, very cool yesterday. I, and, and thanks for, to Donna Taylor at, at Keller Williams for having me there. And you, know, and you know what? Thanks to everybody who, who does come out and help out. Even if you only have one can of mushrooms or something like that, something that you have that you, you know, yeah. you might not be able to afford to, you know, what some, some of these, uh, some of our generous clients uh, can do, but you know what? Every little bit helps. Every, so, every so, can so, is a meal. So, I mean, you got to think about it that way. So start saving it now and then uh, by november uh, we'll be we'll be looking pretty absolutely yeah uh hey the australian pink floyd show is coming to the hanover theater in worcester on sunday uh that's a hell of a show they put on a great uh, a great performance and all it's the time indoors so you don't have to worry about the rain yeah which is really the best way to see a show uh when it's 50 degrees out too that's the other that's the other uh positive but we have uh, tickets to that show that can be yours. Tenth caller right now at 293-1021. Good luck to you. It's 858 on Rock 102. Prices are high.